Galatians chapter 6, starting from verse 4. The Bible reads here, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we, each, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. And verse 7 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Let us pray. Lord our God, we want to thank you so much for your word. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to us through your word, that you will come our way, Lord, and help us to find the right step for that road which you lead us on. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you mean it well with every single one of us. And I pray, Lord, that you help us today to live lives which please you, to live lives which are going to bring glory and honor to your mighty name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to once again say welcome to all of you and God bless you as you listen to the word of God. Today I want to speak about a very important subject which I call don't get tired doing good. Don't get tired doing good. And as we are still talking about the family, you know, doing good should start at home. You know, we have got a very interesting uh, word which says charity begins at home. And uh, it is true that the doing good should begin in our home. If you don't do good in our home, I doubt you will do any good in the church. And if you don't do any good in the church, I don't think you will do any good in society. And therefore, it is so important that we learn to do good in our lives. Now, I want to just repeat those few verses in the book of Galatians uh, from chapter 6, verse 7. And I want you to read this whole chapter at your own time at home. That's my homework to you today. But I want to just read from verse 7 onwards. The Bible says... Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. We know very well that in our world, justice is a big word, but it's not always uh, reaching the standard of God, unfortunately. But the justice of God is always right. And the Bible continues and says, you will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And verse 9, and that's what I want to talk about today. 
Because of all that we have seen earlier on, the Bible says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Don't get tired doing good. I know many of us, we have been trying to be good people, doing good to other people, but then there come a time when we have done so much to others and it seems not to be recognized, we seem not to be acknowledged, and we're saying, I'm getting tired, I'm not interested in reaching out to that person anymore. But let me assure you, God says, don't get tired of doing good. You know, even if you have done something a hundred times to a certain person and you have never has received a thank you, keep on doing it. Because you are not doing it for the sake of the thank you. You're not doing it because of the reward here on earth. You are doing it for the Lord your God. And the Bible tells us that he is a rewarder of all those who believe in him, who serve him, who walk in his footsteps. And so let us learn to be people who are doing good. You know, people who do good make the world a better place. I can assure you, people who do good make the world a better place. You know, every single one of us enjoys good things. If I had come with flowers today, and I would give every one of you a flower today, uh, I'm sure you would smile. But I've come to you to give you better things than flowers. Flowers are here just behind me. But uh, I've given you and I'm giving you the word of God. And I hope you are receiving the word of God with a smile and with thanksgiving to the Lord of God, uh, our God because God's word is life for all of us. You know, the Bible says we're not living by bread alone. And of course, we need the nourishment for our human body but we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And it's the word of God that sustains us. So we all enjoy good things. In fact, we all long for acts of love and kindness in our life. You know, if, if somebody passes you by and uh, seems not to, to recognize you and care for you, 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 you feel let down. But if somebody notices you and says, hello brother, hello sister, you know, says a good word, you are definitely cheering up. And uh, well, that's exactly the way we are made of. Now remember, this is what we long for. Every single human being longs for that. And let me tell you, not only human beings long for that, even God himself longs for that. You know, God wants us to be worshippers. God wants us to be people who give him praise and honor because God is doing good to us all the time and yet often we do not see it, often we, you know, seem to forget about it. You know, when a problem comes our way, we forget everything else God has ever done for us in the past and we are becoming uh, full of complaints and God says, why are you not seeing the good things which I have done for you? Now, there is the golden rule Jesus was talking about, and that golden rule says, do unto others as you would like the others do to you. Amen? Now, that sounds very simple, but I know it is very tough 
We all would love to be recognized. We would all be loved to be uh, cheered up, encouraged. You know, all of us would love to receive acts of kindness and goodness and love. But when it comes to us, we forget that we should return the same things which we are looking for in our own life. Doing good is what all of us are called to. You know, doing good makes friends and creates harmony. Just ask yourself if there's no harmony in your family, if there's no harmony in your relationships, why is that? Because I can tell you, if you begin to do good things, you know, somehow things will begin to change. And you may say, well, pastor, if you would know under what conditions I live, you would not say that. Let me tell you what the Bible says. First Peter chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. You may say, well, pastor, I live in a situation which is so ugly, which is so terrible. I don't know how to get through this. You know, of course, uh, I can't do what you're calling me to do. I can't just be good after receiving only insults and only uh, hardship and difficulties. But the Bible says, show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sin. So even if you are living in the midst of trouble, you can still do good and change the situation, change society, change your family, change the church, whatever relationship it may be, change that situation because of you being a different person. You know, doing good blesses the giver maybe even more than the receiver. And that's why I love giving, you know. Giving is great. If you give with a cheerful heart, if you give full of joy and gladness, you know, you will always be blessed. When you see an opportunity come to your way, come your way and, and you find somebody is in trouble, somebody is neglected, somebody is beat down, and you are reaching out to that person, you know, that person may say thank you and may be helped, but you are blessed more than the one who is actually receiving your gifts. And I think this is the secret which many Christians today are missing out. And that's why you're seeing so many long phases in churches. That's why you're seeing so many, you know, people who are not thankful anymore because they are not looking at what they can give, but they only look at what they want to receive. It's a strange thing, you know, that when you're listening to uh, Christian television, most of the time you hear about, you know, what you are supposed to receive. And when it's to give, it's only to give to a certain, you know, ministry. Now, I'm not saying giving is wrong to ministries. It's always good. But, you know, let us not focus on receiving. Let us focus on giving to the Lord and doing good to the people around us. Amen. You don't need to find somebody with a, with a search glass, you know, with a, with a magnifying glass uh, where you can do good. Opportunities present themselves every single day. And do good. Do good. Say a good word. Take interest in somebody's troubles. You know, reach out to somebody's needs. 
and you will see things begin to change. When you do good, tensions will be removed. And evil has to retreat. You know, sin is being covered because of the good of those who know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Let me tell you about the greatest good gift which we have received, all of us have received from our Father in heaven, that is Jesus Christ, his Son. God gives us good gifts. Praise God. Jesus is God's best gift to you and to me and to mankind as a whole. And you know, God enjoyed giving his son, Jesus Christ, to all of us. Even so, it was a terrible loss for our God to let Jesus Christ come into this world and even die on the cross of Calvary. But then Jesus, just as well as the Father, did not look at their sacrifice. They looked at you and me, and they wanted to do good. And let me tell you, God continues to do good all the time. Many times we are saying, God is good all the time. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Praise God. But God is not only good, he does good. Praise God. He does good and he continues doing good despite all the evil which is happening in our world, despite what people are paying God back, he still is doing good. I mean, look around in our world and you see outrageous things going on in our world, but God is still good. He lets his sun still shine over good and evil. And every day, you know, the sun of righteousness rises up over our lives. Every day when we are rising up, grace and mercy are waiting for us. And a new portion of goodness from the heart of God is available to every single one of us. God is a good God. And he wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you richly endowed with good things. And of course, as God is continuing doing good despite all the negative things which are happening in our world and despite our complaints which we time and again bring to him, we should learn to emulate the nature of God and do good just like God is doing good. Amen? Now, we all know that God in his goodness, has sent his son, has forgiven us our sins, has adopted us as children of the most high God. And if that has not happened to you, I want to call you today on behalf of God that you come to know Jesus Christ as a savior because he was given to you as your savior. He was given to you as the one who would carry away your sin, as the one who receives you as a child into his own family. Praise God. That is good news. That's why we call this book the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because God has good news for all of us. Now we all know that the world is struggling between good and evil. 
The Bible tells us very clearly that in the beginning when God created mankind, he put them in the Garden of Eden. And in the Garden of Eden, there were many wonderful trees, many wonderful plants, many wonderful flowers, many types of animals. All wonderful things were there. And there was no sweat. Just imagine. Can you imagine a world without sweat? There was no trouble. There was no trial. Everything was easy, you know, except God said, I want to observe one you, I want you to observe one thing. There's one tree I put in the garden which I don't want you to eat from. And that is the, 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 the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was the other tree which God put in the center of the garden and that is the garden of life, the tree of life rather. The tree of life. And the tree of life we all know represents Jesus Christ who is giving us good fruits, fruit of life every single day. But then, of course, man had to learn to obey, and that somehow did not work out. You know, man listened to another voice, the voice of temptation, the voice of evil, and wanted to lift what was underneath the cover of knowledge of good and evil. It's so unfortunate. Ever since that time, we know evil. Evil which God didn't want us to experience. And today, ever since that happened, we are struggling between good and evil. The Apostle Paul talks about the good I want to do, I don't do it. But the evil which I don't want to do, I find myself doing. And that is as description of our world. There are lots and lots of people in our world who want to do genuinely good things, but they are not capable of doing the good things because they are not walking in the strings of God Almighty. And you know, when we are walking in the flesh, then we will always reap from the flesh destruction. The flesh is not able, you know, our old nature is not able to do good things. Now, I'm not saying that we cannot produce good Acts. You know, there are a lot of people who don't know Jesus who do good things. Sometimes even better things than some Christians do. But they don't have long-term value. Long-term value only comes when we are sowing a seed. A seed into the soil which God himself has prepared through the salvation of Jesus Christ. No one of us can do permanently good things without the power of God in our lives. Amen? And I want to tell those of you who are, you know, really in, 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 in a great desire to do good things, to help others, but without God, let me tell you, those good things will not really go very far. You need the power of God to empower you, to strengthen you, to be able to do the things good enough to stand for eternity. Let me take you to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 19. We're talking about the world which is struggling between good and evil. And the Romans chapter 12 verse 19 says, Dear friends, never take 
revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Now, I know this is uh, a very easy scripture to read, and I've heard good amens here, that's wonderful. But it's so easy to read, but so difficult to do, isn't it? You know, when somebody is really annoying you, when somebody is really a nuisance on your life, when somebody is really putting all kind of uh, obstacles in your way, makes you trip, you sometimes, you want to pay back. You know, sometimes you will say, well, you will see. It's so difficult to say what Jesus Christ said when he was on the cross of Calvary and he went, when he was saying, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they are doing. You know, any one of us would rather say, wait until I come. <laughs> you will see. You know, we would always love to revenge. You know, hit back, do something in response. And yet the word of God tells us that we should not do that. We should leave that in the hands of the Lord. And if we really trust and believe in our God, then we should know that God is the one who is very much able to take care for whatever has gone wrong and is going wrong in our life. He can take the revenge if that should be at all necessary. So the word of God says, leave, you know, your reply, your anger in the hands of the living God. Because I will take revenge and I will pay them back. Instead, and here now, it becomes very practical. You know, if somebody is really tough on you, if somebody is really not a good person on your, in, your, in your experience, uh, don't try to be, you know, chick uh, uh, or, or, or harsh or difficult to that person. But the Bible says, do good to such a person. You know, try to find some way to bless such a person. The, uh, the Apostle Paul says, if your enemies are hungry, Feed them. And please, don't look for rotten food. <laughs> but look for the best, the best you can find and, and, and help them. You know, because when you do that, then you show that you are acting in the nature of the very uh, uh, love of God. Because that's what God does. Just imagine there was a time when you were so far away from God, when you did not know uh, what God was asking you to do, or maybe you knew and you didn't do it, and God still loved you. God still followed you. God still did what needed to be done. And today, you know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. You are rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. And God shows you, you know, even when you were an enemy, he did not push you down, but he still did good things in your life. And that's exactly what he asks you and me to do. And of course, that's not easy. It's not easy. So remember when somebody is really on your neck, you know, getting you annoyed, find something good to do to that person, you know? Don't say, okay, next time I know how to make you trip, you know? But find something good to do. And you know, God will bless you. 
If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. And maybe this is what is necessary for making these people realize that they are really treating you in a wrong way. Maybe not. We don't know. But you see, when you do good, don't ever do good expecting a return immediately. When you do good, do it for the Lord. Amen? You see, what I have a problem with if, if you are doing good, expecting something to come back to you immediately. You know, this is what I don't like. You know, this vending machine, uh, uh, you know, worship, which we see today. You know, give something and God will give you just like that. You know, God is not a vending machine. You understand? Where you put a coin and then you are seeing something falling down on the bottom. And then there comes your coke, you know. God is not a vending machine. You know? God is God. And remember that God has called you to serve him. Whether things are easy or tough, it is not the issue. Serve him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your ability. And leave him to worry about what comes back to you. Because God is a good God, he will always be a rewarder to those who trust him. Amen? So don't worry about that. But I know some of us, we only want to do something when we know we get a return. Just like business, you know? If, 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 if uh, money is on the counter, then you push the, 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 the wares across the counter. Or if money is not there, it says, okay, go and find money first. And many of us, even in our Christian life, we behave like that. But Christianity means that we always give. Even if there's no return, we still give. Doing good does not cost you money. It may cost you goodwill. It may cost you to overcome your anger inside. It may cost you all kinds of things which are not easy to overcome, but it doesn't cost you money. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't have to. So remember, good and evil are with us ever since mankind fell into sin. But let us understand that we can do something against the wicked which is out there in the world. You know, every day when you watch news or listen to the news, you hear some new wickedness rising somewhere, you know, bomb plus, people are dying, all kinds of things are happening all over the world which have been brewed up in some wicked hearts. And that's why there need to be people who have got good hearts so that good things can come out of their hearts and uh, keep a good balance in our world. Let me take you to the book of Luke chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 43. The Bible says a good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So if you see evil things happening, you know there are some bad, bad trees around the world, isn't it? A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from sown bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things. 
from the treasury of a good heart. Hey, this is good. Amen? So let's look at ourselves. Let's not look at the evil and the wicked things which are happening in our world. You know, I mean, we, we know these are realities. But let's look at ourselves. Are we producing good fruit? Because if we are producing good fruit, then we are good trees. If we are not able to bring forth good fruit, then question, what is your tree like? Okay. Verse 45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You know, somebody who has a life, selfish uh, self-centered, somebody who is, you know, interested only in his own advancement will probably not be very easily produce a good fruit which is blessing others. But somebody who is walking in the light of God, who has received goodness from the Lord and has a good heart will be able to produce good fruits. Praise God. And you know, this is the good fruit which God wants to see. This is the good fruit which children in your home want to see, which parents want to see, which spouses want to see. Good fruit flowing from a good heart. And you know, when we see this happening, then evil will not have a strong foothold in our homes. You know, evil will have a strong foothold in our homes when evil things flow from our lips. When we say things which are hurtful. When we, when we do things which are painful. You know, when these things happen, evil will just thrive. But when good things come forth from our lips and from our hands, I can assure you, good things will bring a good relationship, a good harmony, a, a good relationship into your family, into our church, into our society. And that's what God is looking for. Every day, we have opportunities to do good. As much as evil is happening in our world, we need to realize that God gives us opportunities to do good things every day. The world is bad enough, so let's not add more evil things. Let's not add more wickedness or bad words, but let's do good. You know, what our world is short of is people who are making a positive difference by doing good things. You know, I, I, if I was able to, to make these handbands, I would have made you a handband, maybe a green handband or whatever, you know. I don't know, there are so many handbands now. And I would have written there, DG, big DG. You know DGs, who a DG is? Director General. <laughs> but I'm not talking about Director General. But I wish I could, uh, you know, put a big uh, name tag on your, on your, on your shirt with your name and then Dichi there. And every time you walk around, 
you reach out your hand to somebody, DG, doing good. Amen? Doing good. I think we need to put ourselves down. You know, we need to nail ourselves uh, to, that, to that fact. As a reminder, you know, that we are supposed to be God's children, and as God's children, we must do good. Amen? If others want to do evil, let them continue to do their evil. That's what the, the book of Revelation says at the end, right at the end of the book of Revelation. You know, let those who do evil, let them continue to do evil. But those who do good, let you continue to do good. Let me take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The Bible says, For me, we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will receive, we will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. The Apostle Paul was very often misunderstood. Very often he was accused about all kinds of different things, but he says we understand our responsibility. You know, we know one day we'll all stand before the judgment seed of God. And that's why we make sure that we are persuading everybody to live a life of goodness, a life which is going to bless others. You know, we have a responsibility to the Lord. And that's why we want to work hard to help people to turn away from evil and do good. Because remember, one day we will receive what we deserve whether it's good or evil, for what we have done while we are here. And that's why I want to encourage you, you know, sort out the evil from your vocabulary. Sort out the evil from what you're doing. Sort out the evil from your actions and begin to do good. And God will reward you. God will not forget even the little things which we do for his name. We have been reading earlier on that we should remember the justice of God because we'll always harvest what we plant. And here I'm standing today encouraging you, don't plant evil seeds. You may not like it when it is growing up. You may not like the fruit which it is going to bring. Today, you and I, we have a choice. Every single one of us has got choices to make every single day. And we can do good things. Just as God is doing good to us, we can do good. And as a result, we'll have a good harvest. Or we can continue to cut corners and do the things which the world does. We'll still have to face them one day when we stand before the judgment seat of the Lord. And that's why 
The Word of God tells us that we should conquer evil by doing good. You know, we are in warfare in this world. Every single one of us must understand that we are in this world, not just walking through like on a holiday, but this is warfare. You know, there is a devil around you who wants to bring you down. There's a devil who wants to see you doing wicked things and evil things, and he will inspire you to do, continue doing these things and say, it's all right, don't worry, everybody does it. You know, people will tell you, you know, uh, doesn't matter if you are a little bit uh, taking things from your working place, everybody else does it anyway, you know? You know, corruption, uh, it doesn't matter really because, you know, everybody is, uh, is getting money in an unjust way. That's what the devil is saying. He's like a bird sitting on your, on your shoulder and says, come on, do it. It's all right. Everybody is doing it. And unfortunately, too many people are doing it including people who call themselves Christians. It's a big shame. You know, I feel so ashamed sometimes when I see people doing things which are absolutely not in line with their confession. I'm not wasting my breath here. I'm telling you, dear brothers and sisters, that God is calling us to be different in this world. To do good. Just because everybody else is doing wrong doesn't mean that you also must do wrong. Just because everybody else is, 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 is living an immoral life doesn't mean that you have to live an immoral life. No, to the contrary, you need to do good. Because remember, you are planting a seed. Every time the Bible says you are, you're doing something, you're planting a seed, and that seed will grow up. It will come back to you. And that's why we must learn to do good. Conquer evil by doing good. You know, when, when evil is presenting itself, and of course, sometimes uh, we don't call it evil. We just say, well, it's just the order of the day. But evil is evil. You know, and I think if you're very honest, especially those of you who know the Bible, if you're very honest, you know what is wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell you, don't do that. The devil who is just whispering in your ear says, everybody is doing this. Just go ahead, go ahead, it's all right. But you know that the Spirit of God whispers to you and says, this is wrong, don't do it. And you know, let me tell you, it's easy when we are confronted with a choice to make the right choice. When I say it's easy, I know it's a struggle, but it is easy. But if you have taken a wrong step, and another wrong step, and another wrong step, and another wrong step, and you are continuing going into that direction, it becomes more and more and increasingly more difficult until it becomes even impossible for you to come out of that. That's when you need help. That's when you need advisors. That's when you need people to pray for you. Because so many of us, we are not living the lives which God wants us to live. We're not living the lives God wants us to live as examples to the world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hill. And now when a city on a hill goes dim or is on fire, you know, and you know exactly something has gone wrong on that city there, 
then everybody will say, you know, these ones were supposed to be a good example. Look at what they are. And it's a reality. It's a reality today. There are so many people who are claiming to be Christians, walking with Christ, but the, the name Christ is being, being maligned because they are using the name of Christ who is righteous and holy, and they are not righteous and they are not holy. And so, brothers and sisters, we need to live according to the call of Christ upon our lives. It is not possible that you can, you know, claim that you are a child of God and then live in the devil's garden every single day and do the devil's acts every day. It's not possible. You may be fooling people. You're not fooling God. We need to come back to holiness. It is so sad when Christianity is just by name, very shallow. Immediately you are going, just remove the top cover, you see something else is uh, being seen. And God is very serious. He says, you cannot mock the justice of God. You always harvest what you plant. Always. So conquer evil by turning around and doing good. Doing the right thing rather than the wrong thing. You have seen it in this world when armies are marching in order to suppress evil, often more evil is the result. You have seen it in recent history. You know, people go to war to try and bring down uh, wicked uh, regimes, but more evil is the result. And people lose their lives in great numbers. We have seen it in many, many places in this world. And we realize that evil cannot be conquered by force, even by what we call good force. You know, if you have got a lot of power and you think you can bring down evil, it will bring you down. You will not bring evil down. Evil can only be overcome one way. And that is by doing good. That's not a natural way. That's not a human way. That's a supernatural way. That's God's way. Amen? Sin could not be conquered by becoming, you know, very boastful or very strong or whatever, you know. Sometimes you see people do all kinds of things trying to show how righteous and how good they are. But you can't, you can't bring evil down by power. Not even good power. The only way you bring evil down is by love and doing good. Now that's so unlike you and me. You know, that's unlike uh, we human pe uh, beings feel. We feel, you know, when something has gone wrong, we are becoming uh, angry. We said something needs to be done. When Jesus saw sin happening, he decided to do something about it, but he didn't squash it from heaven with a mighty flash and it burned into pieces. 
Instead, the Father sent his son, Jesus Christ, in a very humble way. He came into this world just the way we have come into this world, as a helpless baby. He walked in this world. He grew up like you and me. He had to be confronted with the very evil forces of darkness, like all of us are confronted. And then Jesus eventually faced the power of evil by rejecting to be found in the same footsteps of evil and eventually by showing love to mankind as a whole. Jesus never called the devil for a fist fight or for, throw, for, 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 for who is the fastest with a gun, you know? You all know those films, you know, which are showing two guys, the, the big guys, the good one and the bad one, standing against each other, and then they are having their, their time at each other. No, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus came in a humble way. You know, he was so humble that the devil had difficulties to challenge him. The devil thought it was very easy. And he nailed him to the cross like a helpless person. He was hanging there at that cross. And people said, come down if you are the son of the living God. You know, show yourself, show the power. Many of us preachers would have said, okay, I'm coming, you know. But Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't. He kept hanging on the cross. He kept enduring the power of sin, the power of evil. And you know, that's the way. In that way, as he was hanging there at the cross, that's how he conquered evil and death. Not by hammering back. Oh, I remember very well, you know, when I was going to school and, uh, you know, time and again, there were these scuffles and uh, when somebody was uh, uh, hammering me, I was hammering back. But there was this bully I told you some time ago, you know, who was in my, in my school, you know, he was like that and I was like that. And so when he hammered me, I didn't hammer back because I knew I would get a bigger hammering. And I said, wait, I'll get my brother. <laughs> Praise God, today we can get our big brother. But not to get a hammering, but give us the victory which he has brought into this world. We cannot conquer evil by force or by more evil or by more strength. We can only overcome evil by being good, by doing what God did to us, what God did to overcome sin and darkness. Only love and good deeds, deeds can overcome evil and ultimately will triumph. You know, when Jesus was dying, people were sad. The disciples, the people who were following Jesus Christ, they were 
all there and they were all looking down. For them, it was the end of the world. For them, their hopes and their dreams had been shattered. They thought it's all over. What they didn't know, that it had just begun. Praise God. And you know, this is the lesson which we need to learn. That when evil seems to take an upper hand, we must not think of revenging. Leave the revenge in the hands of the Lord, but instead do good. Reach out to those who are in need. Do good. The power of good is far stronger than evil can ever be. Praise God. The power of Jesus was far stronger than devil, the devil could ever master to bring him down. He couldn't. He thought he had, but he failed. So my dear brothers and sisters, if evil is besetting you, you know, if, 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 if pressure comes on your life, if temptations are there, people are doing all kinds of different things to you, learn to return good things. You know, don't return what you receive, but return that which comes out of a good heart. Remember, a good tree will produce good fruit. And all you need to be concerned with is that, you know, God is transforming your old nature into a new nature. That you become a lovely creature, a lovely father, a lovely mother, a lovely brother, a lovely sister. You know, that you are doing good daily, daily. Praise God. Return blessings and good deeds, even if you get a lot of ugly pressure. If evil got a hold of you, you need to do one thing, which is good, and that is repent. You know, when the Apostle Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, and the word of God went through the heart of the people. The people were coming and were saying, what must we do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, repent. It's as simple as that. You know, repentance means to turn away and no longer revenge, but to lay down our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, here I am. Take care of me. I throw myself upon your goodness, upon your faithfulness, upon your care, upon your love, and I can assure you, you will receive that love. Repent and receive the good gift from the Father. The good gift is Jesus Christ, his son. Brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us that we should use every opportunity to do good. And let me tell you, every single one of us has opportunities, multiplied opportunities in our homes. You live in a home, you live in a family, every day you have opportunities to, to do good things. You know, you can do something good when your spouse wakes up, especially your husbands, you know, why don't you wake up a little bit earlier and prepare breakfast for a change? You know, instead of always uh, be grumpy when you are coming to the breakfast table, 
You know, do goods. I mean, opportunities are there. I'm just trying to show you there are opportunities which are absolutely lying on your feet and you don't see it. Sometimes you stumble over opportunities and you say, what did I stumble over? And you don't even realize. You know, you can look into, your, into the books of your children and say, how did you do? You know, and help them, encourage them. Do good. Do you know when your children are struggling? Do you know what they're struggling with? Do you know why they're struggling? You know, just hammering them does not help. You need to understand what are they going through. Do good. Opportunities are there. Every day, there are opportunities. You know, that's why the Bible says here in the book of Galatians, if, in case you don't find any opportunities in your home, in your family, you know, the Bible says that you should... Uh, you should provide for, the, for your teachers which are sharing the good things with you. So if you cannot find any opportunity to do good in your home, do it in the church. You know, there is somebody preaching here and you can do good to him too, you know. That's the Bible saying. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get anything from you, but the Bible is telling us this is what we should do. I'm wondering how blind people can be when they don't see the good things they have opportunity to do. You know, for you, you have opportunity today to receive what you have and then take this as an opportunity to go and bless others. Okay, every one of you knows people. You know, maybe in your family, in your in your uh, working place, wherever you are, go back to them and give them good things. Just tell them, yesterday I learned something good. Now I want to do good things in your life. And don't say just good things without doing them, you know. Do the good things. You know, maybe you, you have got a good colleague who has been so good to you, but you have never appreciated. Why don't you go and appreciate tomorrow? For the very first time. Maybe you're always getting annoyed about somebody and you think you have a right to be annoyed about others. But think again. Why don't you think about what they have been doing? And even if they are really angry or even if they are really bad to you, why don't you do something good to them? Anyway, exercise what you are learning. That's what learning is all about, isn't it? So there's a teacher here who says, do good, all right? Every day, we are presented with many opportunities to speak a blessing into the lives of our families, into the lives of our colleagues, in the lives of our uh, bosses, whatever the case may be, do it. Take interest into the struggles of the people around you. Sometimes you don't have time to listen to somebody's needs, and you think this one is a nuisance. But if you would just take time to listen, you would realize that that person needs your help, that that person needs your support, that that person needs a word of encouragement. There's an opportunity there, and you can do something about it. And remember, whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. Amen? So say a good word. Make a good gesture. Be good. You won't regret it. I love the, 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 the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 3. 
The Bible tells us that Peter and John went to the temple that day and there was somebody sitting in front of the temple who was uh, uh, begging for alms. You know, that was a person who was paralyzed and he was uh, hoping that everybody would put some coins in there, you know, some ngwes. Uh, we don't have ngwes anymore, but uh, maybe soon we'll have them again. So they were hoping for some, some alms. And then uh, Peter and John went there and they looked at the man and they said, gold and silver we do not have. Okay, so what you're expecting, we cannot give to you. But what we have, we give to you. Amen? And I want to tell you, dear friends, brothers and sisters, what you have, and there is a lot which God has given to you, please give it to others. They were lifting up that man. You may not be able to raise the paralyzed from their, from their paralysis, but you can do good. And who knows? People will be healed, people will be helped, people will be changed. And that's what God calls us to do. Let me get back to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude, multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. All right? Good suggestion, isn't it? Cheerfully open your home. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as so God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. That's good. Praise God. Use every opportunity to do good. And you know what? Then you can expect a mighty return. Not from the people, but from God himself. The Bible says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. Not your time, not my time, right time. Everybody say right time. Right. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. I must confess, you know, sometimes I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> 